some love for the Beach Boys today and our mamas. Hey, you know, today's a day that we all set aside to, to love and to honor uh, our moms and love and honor motherhood, uh, but also know that uh, there's this kind of a day triggers and creates a lot of dynamics um, in a room like this because I know there's so many um, different stories in, in the room. And uh, I know there are some people in this room that they want to be a mom, but they're not yet, or they're not. Uh, and then some people are thinking about, you know, the fact that they've lost their mom, or maybe that they have a difficult relationship with their mom, or maybe as a mom that's lost a child. And, uh, and then I know probably most moms in the room are questioning how good of a mom really what am I <laughs> was I want to be and uh, what I want to say is I, I still think it's a good thing to stop and honor mothers and honor motherhood come on and um, and I know that uh, that this is what I know about the Holy Spirit is that uh, the Holy Spirit knows exactly where you are and what's going on inside of your soul and uh, he loves you and he and he along with Jesus along with the father has a great plan for your life and because uh, it's always amazing to me after I will teach or preach a message and somebody will come up and say you said this and it really helped me a lot I'm thinking I didn't say that at all uh, so uh, yeah so so maybe what I don't say is helping more than what I do say who knows but anyway, uh, I thought I would do this. Top 10 things you will probably never hear from your mom. All right, number 10, how on earth can you see that TV sitting so far back? Get closer. Number nine, yeah, I used to skip school a lot too. Yeah, number eight, just leave all the lights on. It makes the house look so much more cheery. Some things you never hear from your mom probably. Let me smell that shirt. Yeah, it's good for another week. Number six, go ahead and keep that stray dog, honey. I'll be glad to feed and walk him every day. Uh, I like this one. I don't think anybody's ever heard this from their mom. Well... If Timmy's mom says it's okay, then that's good enough for me. Uh, number four, the curfew. It's just a general time to shoot for. It's not like I'm running a prison around here. <laughs> number three, I don't have any tissue with me, so just use your sleeve. <laughs> number two, <laughs> don't bother wearing a jacket. The wind chill is bound to improve. And the number one thing you'll probably never hear your mom say, don't worry about cleaning your room. It's just going to get dirty again. <laughs> Come on for moms. So, uh, so I, was, I was thinking about today and the fact that we allocated the month of May, our 30 years as a church, we're doing 30-day segments through the year. And, and uh, that we've kind of put this as 30 days of worship 
And I was thinking about Mother's Day and, and just the impact that, that moms have uh, because, I mean, I do think moms are most often the heart of a home, right? I mean, they, like, they, the way the Bible, I think, would set it out, and everybody has their, their way of working this out, but that uh, the dad, the husband, is, is called to be the head of the home, and the, the mom... Uh, the wife is the neck that turns the head. No, I mean, the, is, the, uh, is, the, is the heart <laughs> is the heart of the home. So, so because moms are the heart of the home, how, how many of you know that, uh, that moms impact the atmosphere of a home? You've heard it before, right? If mama ain't happy, there ain't nobody happy, right? And I started thinking about, uh, you know, who's, who's a great mom for us to look at? And I'm thinking the mother of all mothers is Mary, right? And uh, God, God brought miracles into the world through this young lady. And obviously the greatest miracle ever uh, was the Son of God entering the planet and coming through her. And that's the way God works miracles in the planet, by the way, is he's looking for somebody that he can work through to flow his goodness through them. So I want to look at a passage of scripture, and then I want to share a few thoughts uh, today. Luke 1, verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Coming in, he said to her, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. Behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. And this is the verse that I want to build everything around today. Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Somebody say that with me. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I want to talk for just a few moments this morning about the possibility factor. The possibility factor. This, this passage of scripture, I think, gives us the anatomy of a miracle. Uh, the anatomy of God manifesting himself in, in, in the earth or in your life and my life in your situation and my situation in this situation. It's the anatomy of a breakthrough. And I really, I believe that 
God is always desiring to bring a manifestation of his goodness into the earth. He's looking for somebody to do that through. And he wants to not just be an idea, not just be sort of a feeling. He wants to manifest something in your world, to break through from, a, from things that are existing in a spiritual realm and, and those things coming into a seen realm. When, and I think it all starts typically when, when a dream starts to happen inside of us or a vision or hope uh, that, that comes to us. And often when the dream comes, when we start to get a glimpse of this is what the future could be, uh, this is what things could look like, this is what could happen, and we get that, that inspirational moment, and we get that, that time where we feel like God wants to do something in our life, or we just start to dream a little bit um, about the future, or have some hope about, about could, this be, could tomorrow be better than today, in which I want to announce to you, yes, it can be. But here's what I've discovered about uh, dreams and vision and hope is that uh, at first it appears wonderful, but then it's horrible because you catch a glimpse of healing, but then you start trying to work out how could this possibly happen? You, you catch a glimpse of the fact that God wants to bring blessing into your life, but you come up with these ideas of why it may not be able to happen for you. We, we get these, these aspirational moments of, of, you know, maybe God wants me to move into ministry or maybe God wants me to step into a new business venture or God has a new level of living or maybe you're a mom or a dad and, you know, you're looking at your family and, and you're just believing that your family could be healed and whole and connected and loving and fun. You know, and those kind of things happen, and we look at those things, and we, we first we have like, oh, could this be? But then the, the fact that it isn't is a struggle for us. You might even have a hope for a, a, a new level of relationship with God. But yet, what happens, I think, for most of us is that we get this dream, we get this vision, we get this idea, we see the possibility of something, and then we go like Mary did. How can this be since? You know, how can this be since I've never done anything like this before? Or how can this be because you don't know me? Like, things don't go my way, you know, th that often. We feel that. How, how can this be? I, I'm, I'm just a single parent. How can this be? I, I'm unmarried. How can this be? I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my and my and my marriage is a mess. How could it be? How could this be? I have three kids. There's no way. You know, how could it be? I'm stuck in this dead end job. You know, how how could how could this be? Since I'm broke, and the promise comes, and then come the reasoning. And I want to encourage you today, don't let your reasonings talk you out of God's promises for your life. Amen. Because, and I'm not saying 
don't be reasonable. But what I am saying is that whatever, whatever you have a dream for or a vision for or consider that could be a possibility, there's always going to be a list of reasons why it can't happen. But there's also a, a ton of reasons why it can happen. And, and the main reason it can happen is Luke 137. For nothing will be impossible with God. And I want, I want us to own this as a mentality for our life. Nothing is impossible. Maybe it's impossible with me, but it's, nothing is impossible with God. I think this is a great attitude. I think this is a great paradigm. I think it, I think it should uh, affect the way we look at everything. Whatever problem, whatever promise, whatever opportunity, whatever obstacle is, is in our world that we just have this idea, you know what? I don't know the answer, but I, here's what I know. Nothing is impossible with God. Here, here's what I know. All things are possible. With God factored in, all things are possible. And you may have thought of Christianity as it's a bunch of rules to obey and, you know, standards to hold to. But I want to introduce you to that is maybe a part of it at some level. But the real thing about Christianity is that you are in a relationship with a God whom nothing is impossible for, and he's longing to manifest himself into your world to bring his goodness into your life. Luke chapter 18, verse 27, Jesus said, the things impossible with man are possible with God. Matthew 19, verse 26, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So whatever you're calculating, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're considering, you've got to have the but with God factored in. Because I think when you, when you factor God into life's equations, you have factored in possibilities that are enormous. God is a God of possibilities. God is a God who can go way beyond your capabilities. When, when we enter a relationship with God, we've literally entered into the realm of possibilities. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of possibilities. So whatever is, whatever is affecting your world today whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's, it's your relationship with God or relationship with other people around you, I just, I just want to raise the banner for a few moments today and say God brings possibilities into your life that you would never have if you were just trying to do life in your own strength. So, First idea I want to talk about is this, is that possibility releases creativity. 
When you start thinking about the fact that there are possibilities, you are recognizing that God is a creative God. Now, the truth is, there's probably a lot of church world and a lot of Christian world that would not really lean too heavily into this, and they would stick to things that are, that are old and tried and true and never recognize that God is creative. Hello. He is the creator. In the beginning, God created. He, he created because he is creative. In other words, creativity is not just something he did. It's part of his nature. And God's people can be, maybe should be, the most creative people in the world. I'm reading this past week in, in the book of John, and there's the story of, of the man who's been laying at the pool of Bethesda for, he's 38 years old. For 38 years, he's been laying by the pool of Bethesda, John chapter 5, and he is, the, the story goes, an angel would occasionally come, trouble the waters, and whoever got in first would get healed. So this guy's been hanging out for 38 years. How many of you know, if you're, if, if you're stuck in something for 38 years, it starts to become an identity. You know, it, 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 starts, it starts to frame what you think is possible. It starts to frame how you view life. And so, so Jesus comes up to this guy and he says, do you want to get well? And, you know, which seems like an obvious question, but it's not. Uh, you know, do you want this to really change? And so the guy's response is just like, you can tell this is the narrative that he has been telling himself. I can't because when the waters get stirred, nobody wants to help me. And I can't, somebody always beats me in. So it's like he's got this list, this, this narrative of why Life is not good for him. I hope that you are not building a narrative that validates why life couldn't be great for you. Come on, somebody. And, and my favorite part of the story is this guy is fixated on the water. I mean, he's just like, well, when the water gets stirred, nobody helps me. I can't get in there first. The water's the way to get healed. That's the only way to get healed. And I can't get that one done. And Jesus just doesn't even mention the water. Jesus doesn't even mention that I'll help you get in first. Jesus comes to him and he just says, get up. What? Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And I think I think it's a, it's an interesting idea. I'm talking about how possibility releases creativity is I think sometimes we can get so fixated it's the water, it's the water, it's the water, it's the water. And 
Jesus comes in and says, I'm not even talking about water. Here's what I'm telling you. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. What? I never even thought of that as a possibility. Maybe God has a creative possibility for you that could take you to a whole different level in your life. You, I will say this. We've run into a dead end when we have, when we have stopped considering that there is a possibility for me. Second idea is possibility releases power. Not only does it release creativity, but it releases power. The, the, the original word that is translated with God, all things are possible, the word possible, is the Greek word dunamis, which we know is about power, dynamite power. And, and a lot of translators would say this verse that's translated nothing will be impossible with God could almost better be translated no word of God shall be without power. So, in other words, there's things that God, there's possibilities that the word of God can bring to you when a promise comes to you or a, or, or a, or a concept comes to you out of the word. There's new potential. Impossibilities with man are possibilities with God. And, and I hope that you haven't been a Christian for so long that you don't really buy into this anymore. I hope that you haven't become so jaded to life and or church and or what could happen for you that you're, you're only living within your own capabilities. You're living within your own talents. You're living within your own power. Hey, listen, God never intended for us to live life on our own. He's always wanting us to factor in that his power brings new possibilities. So, so I, would, I don't know where you are in your relationship with God, but I do want to encourage you to include God in your life and open up new possibilities for your world. There is power that is locked up in possibilities. As we think about the possibilities of what could happen, we're literally unlocking the power of God to work. Because I know when we look at, at the possibilities around us and we, we'll feel powerless when all the possibilities are gone. Third idea I want to talk about is that possibility releases hope. Somebody say hope. Hope is an expectation that the future will be better than today. I don't want you to analyze the definition. I actually think it would be worthwhile for us to analyze our perspective. Do we really think that tomorrow can be a better day? And when a person starts to think that a situation is impossible, you're looking at your 
child who seems to be running from God and, we, and you're like, I've just done everything. This is impossible. No, it's not. I said, no, it's not. When you're looking at your finances, you're looking at your career, you're looking at your marriage status, <laughs> and, and I just want you to know that when you've run out of possibility, you've run out of hope, right? But when you think that there still are possibilities, your hope stays alive. But the difference between hope and faith is Hope is a general expectation and faith is a concrete thing. You know that you know you know it in your knower. You got a knower. It might be it might have been turned off for a while, but I'm I want to turn it back on today. Come on. The possibility factor. But with God, all things are possible. So how do we how can we engage with this? One I think we got to think possibilities, right? In other words, don't keep thinking smaller to accommodate your inadequacies. Nobody in this room needs to hear that, but second service will need to hear that. <laughs> don't keep shrinking your world to your past experiences and you got to think there's a possibility I've got this dream I've got this vision I've got this hope I've got this aspiration I've got this thing and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my world keep getting smaller and smaller I'm I'm gonna keep going for bigger and bigger not because bigger is better but I just want to say when you start shrinking your world your effectiveness starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. So don't, don't think smaller, think bigger, because with God, there's always new possibilities. See, a person, a person who thinks possibilities is focused on there is a solution. We all know, some people think that they are so perceptive because they can find problems. I think, I think social media is like, it's a platform for idiots who think they're smart and they sit in their mama's basement or not and point out all the problems. That's not, you think it's spiritual, it's flesh. It's carnal. And it's quick. So everybody can locate problems, right? Don't bring me problems. Bring me solutions. Hey, listen, that's why you're here on this planet, to be a solution to something. If it bothers you, if it concerns you, if you care about it, if you see the problem, maybe God wants to use you to bring a solution. And... So don't get so, don't get so thinking about all the problems in Asheville, all the problems in our country, all the problems around the world. Everybody can see that. 
But a person who thinks possibility is considering the idea that there could be a solution to this. There could be a, an opportunity in this. You got to train your mind to consider possibilities because your mind wants to go naturally negative. I don't know why it is that way. Some people call it lizard brain. Come on, when I said that, you just thought of somebody, like right there. Their face just came to your... Hey, listen. Some people think it's, it's so godly to point out everything that's wrong. I'm just telling you, no. I think it's a very godly way to think, to go, what's the solution? Second thing, how do we engage with this, is to talk possibilities. Talk possibilities. So, talk is the manifestation of the condition of our heart. Isn't that what Jesus taught us? Yeah, whatever, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, a heart full of possibilities is a heart that's in a good place. And I think there are people that love to sit around and talk about stuff that's wrong, but I like to be around people who want to talk about possibilities, who want to talk about solutions, who want to talk about answers. The con I think the conversations that we're having, we need to be aware. I think the conversations we're having with ourselves. Just like the guy at the pool of Bethesda, it's like Jesus pulls out of him this self-narrative conversation that he's having. I can't. Nobody helps me. And if you're having those kind of conversations with yourself, you're going to end up having a conversation with that. And uh, listen, this starts to shrink the number of people you get to hang around. I like to be around people who want to talk about the possibility. Third idea is how do we engage with this? Is you got to look for and see possibilities. This is so simple, but when you quit looking, you quit seeing. So last week, my wife took my car and uh, she came back. And it had a funky smell in it. And at first we were just dismissing it, thinking it was this, that, or the other, but it wasn't going away. And we looked, couldn't find a thing. I'm opened the hood, looked to see if some animal crawled in there and died. Because we all know I'm very mechanical and I could just figure those kind of things out. It's like, I'm one of those guys, you put the hood up and you go, yep, there's a problem. I'm going to find a solution. Triple A, come here. So, so we, we had to keep looking because my car was smelling awful. And finally we discovered a avocado that had apparently slipped 
out of a grocery bag and was bringing it. Last week I taught about fragrance and odor. It was not fragrant. But you know, the thing is, sometimes you just got to keep looking. And what we're looking for is the possibility. If we're looking for possibilities, we're going to be able to find them. But if we're looking for excuses, certainly we can find those, right? We always find what we're looking for. Number four is you got to believe for possibilities. Everybody has their own BS. Like, don't, don't get nasty on me, this is church, right? Belief system. Everybody has a belief system. <laughs> the way you believe is creating the lens for every situation. The way you look at every person, the way you look at church, the way you look at the government, the way you look at finances, the way you look at career. In other words, your belief system is, so I'm, I'm encouraging us, you gotta believe for the possibilities. You just gotta have that belief system that that person who maybe hasn't come around yet, I still believe in their potential, right? That, that situation that doesn't seem to have worked itself out yet, I still believe in the potential, the possibilities that's within every situation. And then the last thing that I want to talk about today, and then we're going to pray together, is this. you got to get possibility partners. You go back on this story in, in Luke chapter 1, and you find that Mary had a friend, a cousin, named Elizabeth. And Elizabeth cheered on what was going on in Mary's life. Mary cheered on what was going on in Elizabeth's life. Elizabeth was Mary's possibility partners. Elizabeth was this incredible faith partner. I believe in you. I believe in what God's put in you. I believe in what's going to come through you. And they, they encouraged each other. They cheered each other on. I think part of it is because God was doing something in Elizabeth's life so she could cheer on what was going on in Mary's life. You hear what I'm saying? Like sometimes people don't have anything going on and it's hard for them to cheer somebody else on. But when God's working in your life, it's easy to cheer God working in somebody else's life. Right? But the people you do life with, your team in life, is gonna, that's, that's gonna keep the possibilities alive in your world. You gotta gather people around you who live in that realm of possibilities. I wanna pray today, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to bow your heads if you would please. And you know, I realize that in this room, 
there are still unfulfilled dreams and vision and aspirations and hopes. And uh, if I, I'm here today to hopefully be used by the Lord to breathe a fresh wind into your dreaming and your hope and your aspiration for the future. And maybe you are already a believer, but you have, you, you've let that part of your heart get closed down. I, I want to awaken that again today. But maybe you're here today and you've never just surrendered your life to this incredible God, to this incredible Jesus that can bring all kinds of possibilities into your world. And I'm just, I'm just saying to you today, with God, all things are possible. And he does care about what's going on in your life. He does care about the hurts. He does care about the healing. He does care about the struggle. And he does want to enter into your world, but you've got to open your heart to allow him in to your world. And so today, I just want to pray. Maybe you've never surrendered to Jesus. Let's pray together. Let's start that journey. Or maybe you're here and you used to be close to the Lord, but you know you're not where you want to be, where you used to be, where you could be, where you know you should be. This would be a great day for you to surrender in a fresh way. Or maybe you just feel unsure. Nobody's looking around. But I want to pray because I want everybody to walk out of this room with a strong sense of confidence. My life is in the hands of this incredible God. So if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand real high and say, Pastor, that's me. Would you pray for me? I want to surrender to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. I just, I, I need him. I, I'm not asking you to get your act together. I'm asking you to surrender your heart. I'm asking you to open up your life. Anybody else? Just say, yeah, include me in this prayer. I, I want to be a part of this. I, 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 I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my world. I want my life in his hands. Anybody else? Thank you, guys. Hey, let's pray this prayer together. This is for everybody in the room that raised their hand, but I love it when we all pray it together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love and to your Lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned and I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender my heart to Jesus. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen.